the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Listen, we're going to get to these ghost job frauds like Pete Buttigieg, stinky, hard hat Pete, and we'll get to the imbecile KJP. But I'm going to do something I like to do from time to time. When I get ready for the show, the last thing I do is check the Wall Street Journal. How in the world could the stock market rally as the headlines are the U.S. amps up troop presence in Taiwan? We've got troop presence in Taiwan. We've got troop presence all over Africa. We've got seven hotspots going. We still occupy Syria. We're still fighting in Yemen. We have this fraud of an oligarch war in Ukraine. Why is the stock market up? It's because the World Bank has a Democrat scum that's been appointed as the new head. That's why. I want to get your take on A.J. Banger as a replacement for David Malpass. That's what the White House wants. What do we know about his credentials for the job? Why is he the right person for the job, do you think, in the White House's mind? Well, the World Bank's job is economic development and poverty reduction, and he's spent... Now, I know they'd like to talk real fast, because they're selling you bull dung. Both the World Bank and the Monetary Fund, International Monetary Fund, are creations of the Brenton Woods Agreement after World War II. Kind of like the gold backing our dollar. You know, that old-fashioned idea? It's a Keynesian soiree of corruption. It is a vestibule of bribery and payoffs and schemes. There is a reason that Paul Ryan did not eliminate the World Bank when he could have, because he, too, likes to dip the wick into the corruption of the World Bank and IMF. You see, this is how we're being taken down. This is how you, you get used to $32 trillion, and you have no concept of how much even a billion dollars is. A billion minutes is 1,900 years. And these scallywags and frauds pretend to be helping world poverty? Where did they help it? I'm curious. Because the dictators, the murdering scum in every third world hellhole, is in on the money scheme. You're not helping anything here, Jack. In fact, what you're doing is you're making my people poorer with your scams. Now, this guy is a particular scoundrel because he pretends to be a swami or something. A lot of his time uh, when he's not been running MasterCard or uh, right now his uh, job as vice chairman of Atlantic, of General Atlantic, on these kinds of issues, he's been a co-chair of the uh, Partnership for Central America, where he worked closely with Vice President Kamala Harris. On They're taking our money and they're sending it to these third world corrupt dictators who they know are corrupt. 
And they're doing it because they're stealing from us. And the proof is the citizens of these hell holes are fleeing like it was on fire, like it was Chicago, Illinois. And they're invading our country. So why are we still giving them money? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Efforts to bring business and development to Central America to try to stem some of the refugees flowing north to the United States. Uh, But he's also worked. Does anybody even ask, is it legal to give money for infrastructure in other countries? What, What does it fall under? Foreign aid? And who's supposed to give it? Us or the World Bank? Because it's all our money in the World Bank and IMF. These are vestibules of corruption who have been under investigation for decades. I think to seek the consideration of the National Assembly of the Federal Republic of Nigeria and approval of a request by the Edo State Government to obtain a $75 million credit facility from the World Bank. Approval of a $75 million World Bank loan to Edo State Government, a request by President Muhammad Buhari in a letter read by Senate President Bukola Saraki on the floor of the Senate. That's on top of the money we give. The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years. Now we're giving it to the dictators, to the murderers who are creating these hellholes. The money we send goes to none of the people. And yet we're going to double down on it? The World Bank Group has halted publication of its business climate report following a probe into data irregularities. The decision came Thursday after internal audit reports raised ethical issues on the Doing Business 2018 and 2020 reports after an investigation was carried out by the law firm Wilmerhill. The probe concluded that senior officials, including then-World Bank President Jim Yong Kim and then-CEO Kristalina Georgieva, applied undue pressure to improve China's ranking in its 2018 report. It also cited irregularities used to determine rankings for other countries in 2020. It's not irregularities, it's bribery, it's fraud, it's misappropriation of funds. This is things normal people go to jail for in the private sector, but in government... You get promotions. Very closely with microfinance. He was at Citigroup heading their strategy on microfinance for a number of years. So he's familiar with the whole process of poverty reduction and uh, economic development. And at the same time, where is the poverty being reduced? Poverty is on the upswing. Poverty is doing a lot better on the upside than the stock market is. That's for sure. Poverty is anywhere these scallywags are in charge of the money. And yet, the Republicans, like Paul Ryan, assure the future for World Bank and IMF. He could have gotten rid of all of them. And he has the audacity to come out today and criticize anybody, but specifically President Trump. President Trump, I can criticize. You know why? I, I know right from wrong, and I do right. Paul Ryan knows right from wrong, and he's a whore who's trying to get back into politics. You see, Paul Ryan, like Magic Pants Mitt, wants to be president again. And in the meantime, they're hoping people forget about how they funded vestibules of corruption like the World Bank and IMF. In Edo State, the People's Democratic Party, PDP, are calling for a rejection of the proposal. The publicity secretary of the PDP, Chris Nekai, claims that... Here's another thing. It's kind of like Ukraine. Only the World Bank doesn't kill people like the government of Ukraine was killing Ukrainians for eight years. But the people are calling it fraud. The people are pushing back. And the American government is funneling billions and billions and billions of dollars into the World Bank. And even when they're caught, 
lying about the economy in China, caught red-handed, what happens? Nothing. It just goes away. Because China not only owns those data managers at the World Bank, they own the American politicians like Swalwell, Biden, and every other whore. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. That's right, Stinky. I mean you and Fang Fang and all the rest of you scallywag whores. In the meantime, this is a big story, and it should not be ignored. We can do this and cover smelly hard hat Pete Buttigieg. Has a lot of management experience in his time at MasterCard. Interestingly enough, Guy, um, he went to a school. Now, MasterCard is funny. Does MasterCard help poor people or does it create more poor people? It's very interesting. MasterCard charges 27% on debt. So this is the guy you're going to put in charge of the World Bank because he's so good at helping people? in Hyderabad in India that has produced not just A.J. Banga, but also uh, Shantanu uh, Narayan of Adobe and Satya Nadella of uh, Microsoft. So <laughs> they've all Don't gone they have anybody to there the same elementary school, private school got anybody in Hyderabad, named Carl? India. How about a Pete? You got a Pete? You got a Pete Johnson? You got a Pete Smith? Why do they all got to have... Okay, so today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. Whoa! <laughs> that is news. <clears throat> What's news is that it's a cabal of corruption. And the cabal of corruption is going to go on. The figurehead who falls down the stairs and dirties his trousers is irrelevant. Fact of the matter is, you got this game locked up. And then there's the pesky little way of how the people pretend. We've got a chance in 2024, only this time there will be no cheating. A new twist after a local politician is put in cuffs. Charges of voter fraud against Shakir Khan come as a separate criminal case from 2019 moves forward. Khan's attorney tells us tonight his client was... By the way, the unpleasant-looking juror who wanted to indict Trump also revealed in those documents, it turns out there's 22,000 very suspicious ballots. Where are they? Ooh, they're burned. And you, you're going to turn to your abuser for help? Not me. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. That's right. And somehow this idiot is in charge of it. And that is the real sin. We went for two reasons. One, to... Uh-huh. What happened? Oh, the dementia. The dementia ate his brain again. And in the meantime, he's funding corruption. Whether it's the oligarchs in Ukraine killing thousands of innocent people killing thousands of people or it's in africa we don't even know how many people are being killed by those people we fund years a white house official has said national security advisor jake sullivan was speaking ahead of a u.s africa leaders summit sullivan said the funds would be deployed across a wide range of sectors to tackle so we're going to fund the dictators and the murdering scum the tribal leaders and the rest of it who are killing their own people in africa like we fund the ukrainian government who was killing its own people. We're, they're on our team. And now we're building up our military in Taiwan. And the stock market rallies? Why? We have ongoing um, work on sanctions, uh, working with our partners. We are seeking to strengthen uh, sanctions and to make sure that we address violations of sanctions. There's the captain of the Viagra Slayer team, Janet Yellen. What an unfortunate husband you have. In the meantime, she is running this government. 
She ignored the debt ceiling. One fat, unpleasant looking person ignored the debt ceiling and said, we're going to operate in an emergency. What the hell is that? Then why do we have a government if Janet Yellen and Janet Yellen is doubling down on sanctions? But one thing is for certain. The sanctions only hurt us. Time in and time out. In the meantime, how's the World Bank doing? Who are they going to give money to? All of the foreign governments, all of the foreigners who are affected by Janet Yellen's sanctions. So you want to know why the stock market is up? Because this is a freaking scam. And you ain't in on it. You're just the one whose money's getting spread around. And clearly the Russians are looking for ways, routes to backfill. Uh, we have deprived them of many channels through which they can, cont- they can obtain um, the... You mean like when you blew up Nord Stream 2, creating the largest ecological disaster known to man? You mean then, mister, I'm sorry, Janet Yellen, you got to flip her upside down to determine which one. Uh, materials that are critical for their defense efforts and they're looking clearly to backfill uh, to obtain that and that's a particular focus that we have in mind shut up tell you what squirrel if you're at a urinal in a tavern and you look over you see janet yellen standing at the urinal what do you say how you doing pal we'll be back 312-642-5600 Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. See, to me, the World Bank, the financial house of cards, the three-card Monty of Keynesianism is the real issue. And until this is corrected, the rest of it is just uh, just an entertainment show. Here, here, here's what I mean. Peter. Can I just ask you again, following up on East Palestine, can you at least, I know you can't say that the president has plans to go there now, but is it in discussion that the president may go there in the near future? The president went there. He went there yesterday. The usurper scum you refer to is afraid to walk down the stairs again. He keeps falling. And in the meantime, nobody wants to see his wrinkled, old, corrupt ass. Nobody. Especially in East Palestine. Palestine. I keep doing that. As East Palestine, whatever. Neither do the people in Palatine, not the good ones. The, the rat Democrats, they love it. Michael on the south side. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I hope you and your loved ones are well. Yes, we are well. I, 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 and Tan. Oh, good. Good to know. Uh-huh. <laughs> good to know. I, I have held back asking this question because it seems so obvious that I thought someone else would beat me to it, but here goes. I thought the American left hated military spending. Why aren't they complaining about the money we're spending on the Ukraine? What's there, going on here? There was a, from what I understand, there was a protest outside of Washington, D.C. for peace that was ignored by all media, except for a very few handful. and was referred to to make fun of. And, uh, you know, this is the fun thing about circa 2023, where Americans are more like 1970 Soviets than ever before. This is really fascinating. They promote fascism. They promote the military-industrial complex. They promote the murder of innocent people. This is the, these are the same things you saw when Barack, who likes big butts and he cannot lie, and J- Vice President Joe Biden killed 90% of the people with drone strikes were innocent people, and they said nothing. Because here's the deal, Michael. If you give people welfare, if you make them feel like they're in on the scam, they'll sit in the corner with a dunce cap on and shut up, and they'll vote Democrat again. You're going to see it in Chicago. 
They're going to pick one of the, the least, or, or, or what is it, the, the, the lesser of evils in that soiree of incompetence called the mayor's race? So that's, that's what happens when you adapt to being a slave. When you adopt the mind of a slave, of a servant, you just want the master to like you. And that's what we're looking at today. People do not have any conscience. They don't have any standards. They forgot the principles of Americanism. They'd rather be comfortable slaves than free men and women. It's a shame. Thank you very much. And you sit there idly by. As you know, not only did Joe Biden steal the election, but what he's done as president is destroy the quality of your life and directly responsible as a war criminal. A war criminal. Him and his vice president, who's useless with her clothes on. Think of it then in the con... Text of like, I like to think about a lot of things in the context of a Venn diagram. I love Venn diagrams. Always ask, is there a Venn diagram for this? I'm telling you, it's fascinating when you do. So Venn diagram, those three circles. Let's put a Venn diagram of all of the people in power you've pleasured. I'd like to see that. We're going to need more than three circles, though. Right. So on this, the intersection between climate, extreme climate, Right, uh-huh. which is going to be about, that's going to be also an intersection with weather. human behaviors about we'll, greenhouse we'll, we'll gas emissions. That circle. What we need to do around carbon capture, right? Carbon capture. Mm. Intersection between that, public health. Uh-huh. And then how we're thinking about in terms of the intersection between that and education. I can't wait for her to get in power. Really. And the first meeting I want you to have is in the Middle East with those inbred son of a dogs dressed in my Uncle Charlie's pizza parlor apron. Glenn Oakbrook. Hey, Sean. Listen, uh, I saw that uh, the first lady was down in uh, Africa this week. What is she doing there with all the uh, the things that are, are going on sure? in this? I thought Melania was in was on uh, was in Miami shopping. Oh, you're talking about no. the you're talking about the the one who cheated on her husband with the dimwit short in the pants, Joe Biden. What's her name? Jill, the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, the ner- nurse. Yeah, she's, she's a doctor. She's a oh. doctor of incompetence. She's nothing. She's a buffoon. She's a teacher with a master's degree. Ooh, and we know how much they think of themselves. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? Are we allowing the parents to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? I think that it's a mistake. I'm just speaking from the heart. Um, The one line that I love is, uh, we must remember that the purpose of public education is not to teach only what parents want their children to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to be taught. You know, most teachers are bust-outs. That's why they have the unions create those big packages of payoffs. Most of them can't do anything. That's why they go for the jobs where they're off four months a year. Most of them are incompetent. That's why when you drop your kid off at school, the last thing you should say to your darling little fruit of your loins is don't believe a word these fracking idiots say. That's how you raise kids. It's not turning them over to these idiots who can't do anything except preach Marxism, frauds, with your master's degree of nothing. My Uber driver from the airport a week ago, he had a master's degree too, and he was good for nothing, just like you. Mike and Union. <laughs> Hey, speaking about the gentleman wearing your uncle's pajamas in the Middle East, aren't the Iranians due for my a big uh, cloth, but right. 747? <laughs> the only one who wore my uncle's pajamas was my aunt, and she only wore the top. But go ahead. 
<laughs> Sorry to misquote you. But right. uh, aren't the Iranians due for a good cargo ship of cash right about now? I mean, let's, let's not leave them on along with the uh, the Africans because, you know, come on. Well, I'd like it's, to it's see, well, to your point, let's, go, let's review the World Bank and how much money they've given to enemies of, the, uh, of this country. I'd like oh. to see it because oh, yeah. it's all backed with our money. And that's why when Joe Biden brags of the billion dollars he bribed to Ukraine before the conflict, that's our money. And yet he walks around like Don Corleone, another bust out, never had a job in his life. Yet he's worth tens of millions, the bust out. I'm getting sick and tired of it, Mike and Union. So are you. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Ignorance and arrogance, that's what you're living through. They're so secure in their degrees, they can't recognize the absolute false policies they believe in and they implement. They refuse to admit an objective fact, so they lie about failing. That's all they know how to do. There's no question that there have been enormous amounts of both information and misinformation injected into this who would hire this freakish looking moron to do anything he's never done anything in his fracking life the only reason he has a job is because of his sexual proclivities that's it why he didn't go to 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 the he doesn't care it's a ghost job like everything else they do like everything else they do it is the right time to go he said he wanted to go at the right time was this the right time even he today had some reservations about whether he met the right balance look i think it was important i think what's important is that he was there Yeah, that's what's important, stupid. That's what's important. Now, you go with the teacher who has her master's degree and feel superior in your failing that you can't even exist without financial scams. That's why all the good teachers work in parochial schools. They work for less money. They don't have those those systems because it's a vocation for them, not a scam. But I do like the parades you have with your sloth and teachers during the CPS strikes. I really enjoy it. Jim and Lyle. Hey, Sean, I needed to ask a Florida resident this question, so who better to ask than you? So I was leaning towards DeSantis weeks ago, but after seeing him in Elmhurst on Monday, I really am now. But all of a sudden I'm getting people kind of in my sphere or like, you know, the people of Florida would really rather prefer that he finish out his term <laughs> and not run for national office. What are your thoughts on well, that? Well, we want to on a selfish reason because this, this state has never been more efficient, never been more financially successful, and it's, a, it's an incredible place to live. But here's the other thing that I want to focus on. I don't care who runs. I do not have faith in the electoral system. So to me, it's irrelevant who runs. Am I supposed to turn to my abuser for help again? Am I supposed to believe that the last election was legitimate? Because it wasn't. We have proof, and it doesn't matter. Ironically, the one thing that unpleasant-looking woman who who is trying to put the spotlight on herself for some unknown reason, as she is another never-Trumper, what she exposed is there's 22,000 ballots that have no addresses, that have wrong addresses, that have same-day registration. What she proved is... Yeah, they cheated in Georgia. They cheated in Arizona. They cheated everywhere this dimwit and diapers won. So am I supposed to pretend that, ooh, the next time it'll be, it'll be done the right way? Wrong. Until there uh, are... You, as, you, as usual, you raise an excellent point. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. Hey, before I go, an old friend, Peter, from the cigar shop said to say hello. Oh, you, that's a smart son of a gun there. Thank you very much, Jim. I appreciate it very much. 
This is why you don't turn to your abuse. I really don't care who runs. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I think we can pull this together. I'm optimistic. I really genuinely are. You know what's funny? Is he's being made fun of now. Where's that clip of that comedian? What's his name there, Honey Bunny? Here it is. Have you noticed that Joe Biden seems to be the most successful whenever he disappears? <laughs> no, I know, I know it's weird, but I, like, like during the campaign, right? He went and he hid in the basement and nobody saw him for months. Everyone was like, where's Joe Biden? Where's Joe Biden? And then out of nowhere, they were like, they announced that he was the president. Yeah. Remember, he even came out on election night and was just like, wait, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I get Even the Democrats scum on, what is that? The comedy ch- channel? T. Noah? What's two? St- yeah. Trevor Noah? Even this Democrat shill moron knows what it is. Everybody with an IQ over 60 knows that he's not the president. He's a usurper. And he stole the office so the financial scheme called our economy can go on in perpetuity. If you want to hire somebody, hire somebody not in politics. It's that simple. We're in the middle of a national identity crisis. Faith, patriotism, and hard work have disappeared only to be replaced by new secular religions like covidism, climatism, and gender ideology. We hunger to be part of something bigger than ourselves, yet we cannot even answer the question of what it means to be an American. Today, the woke left preys on that vacuum. They tell you that your race, your gender, and your sexual orientation govern who you are, what you can achieve, and what you're allowed to think. This is psychological slavery, and that has created a new culture of fear in our country that has completely replaced our culture of free speech in America. And that is why today I am announcing my run for president of the United States. This isn't just a political campaign. This is a cultural movement to create a new American dream for the next generation. To me, the American dream means you believe in merit. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character. And You radical! Are you insane? Now I got KJP. Where's the one where she's bragging about all of the, all of the people of, uh, of uh, color that she's got in there and all of the nonsense? The trip that President Biden took to Kiev, as many of you reported on, was uh, historic. It was brave. Many of you talked about how we heard the, the sirens wailing uh, in the background as the president was on the ground. Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have. That's not it. It's this one. The cabinet is majority people of color for the first time in history. The cabinet is majority female for the first time in history. A majority of White House senior staff identify as female. Forty percent of White House senior staff identify as part of the racially diverse communities. And a Ooh. record seven assistants to the presidents are openly LGBTQ plus. So there again, you go. This is something that the president prides himself on. Well, sure, you suck at your job, but you're a homosexual. Ta-da! You got the job. Morons. Absolute morons. Uh, Phil in Merrillville. Hey, Sean. uh, With uh, Biden recently falling up the stairs again, isn't it time for him to get some training wheels for his bicycle? No, I think we should just do the escalator so that, you know, whichever, I like to watch on YouTube the old people fall on escalators. I find it to be tragic and funny. Uh, I think we should just give them the escalator up to Air Force One. Let's make the accidents with some speed behind it. Thank you very much. That's what you get for hiring this moron, this buffoon. Cream Puff Jim, you voted for these idiots. 
Yeah, all right, Sean. Uh, five of the grand old party took the uh, Polish cannonball uh, over there yesterday, and uh, they suggested uh, F-15s. They wanted to uh, ante up about, I don't know, 10, 15 good airplanes. But you used to call that the military-industrial complex. You used to say Dick Cheney was a war criminal, Don Rumsfeld was a worm criminal. Now you're just stepping and fetching? Is it because you like the steak sandwiches for nothing and the rent? What, what is it? How did they get your big ass over there? How'd they do it? Because you were an anti-war guy your whole life. Now you're, yay, kill those innocent son of a dogs, right? No, no, no. I, I, have no, I, I don't even know what, uh, how this is going to end. I don't have a crystal ball. But I will say one thing for the Polish. They are terrific at transport. I mean, they could guard a transport. Like, did you ever fly a lot of airline? They no. used to have some from machine Elmwood guns. Park. You know how many Polish residents yeah. are in Elmwood Park? I love them. They're always driving around yeah. in, those, in those Polish Ferraris. They're Mitsubishis <laughs> with that scary bird on the way. Thank you very much, Cream Puff Jim. I'm too fat. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Hey, Sean, I, was, I wanted to comment on the, the uh, teacher who said she has a master's degree. Yeah. That's yeah. a common fallacy called a fallacy of appeal to uh, appeal to authority. But did you know what the, the, the master's degree, you know how they have like a BS and an MS and a PhD behind It's your, all bulldung to me. I like yeah, hiring them it, and then pointing out how stuff, stupid they are. M stuff, yeah, B, B stuff, M stuff, and piled high and deep. And one other thing, did you know what the most common or not the most common, but one of the top ten most common Irish names is? It's mine. Yeah, it's Sean, right. Of course it is, but it's I not mean, spelled S-H-A-U-N. It's spelled like Sean Hannity, where it says Sean, and they want you to pretend it's Sean. Always pulling a scam. Thank you very much. Short in the pants. George in Naperville. Sean, these arrogant teachers and people in power, they brag about their degrees, but as the old-timers used to say, he went to college to get stupid, but exactly. add dangerous today. Exactly. And I like when they're driving that food around for my kid. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just... Disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Now, I've often said you're not going to reason with these Marxist government supremacists. You're never going to reason with them. It's obvious they have absolute and total contempt, which is how they can violate all the ideals of Americanism. They don't give a rip about your unalienable rights. They're far more important. And when bad things happen to me and you, they cheer it. I don't know why they would ever vote for him because for somebody who, who, by the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's chemical safety office. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump, who reduces all safety. He yeah. did. Do they showed up at McDonald's and those voters yeah, saw but, something on the ground that yeah. probably it, resonates in a way that they need. Yeah, but they need to look past the photo ops, people, and say, who's doing the job here? Forget about the photo ops. Showing up is a big Showing up, I think, is big. This is Donald Trump's fault. So the innuendo is that the people deserved it because they voted for Donald Trump 70%. And the accusation is that he put um, somebody in charge of the EPA who didn't want safety. And what Joy, Joy Behar is too stupid to know is not only is her husband doodling the mail carrier, but that the Democrats are the ones that take the $30 million a year that the railroad companies give them 
to alleviate them from all regulations, all safety features. They bribe the Democrats the way your husband pays the mail carrier for sex. Same thing. Joy, you unpleasant looking Viagra slayer. Joe in Woodstock. Hello. Hi. Yeah, Sean. I mean, Sean. Yeah. I'm all right. Uh, listen, uh, you know, I'm getting tired of hearing people say uh, China's going to take over the United States. I don't know what these people are thinking about, uh, but, it's, you know. I pose this China, to you, Joe in Woodstock. I pose this to you, and I want you just to hear me out. Why yeah. is China giving the the son of the president and his investment firm $1.5 billion. Why is China giving campaign contributions to congressmen and senators? Why is China buying farmland? Why is China buying land and buildings in big cities? They already conquered you. That doesn't mean they have to conquer me and you. They took over our political whores. The 537 whores who make the regulations on American business to turn the profit over to Chinese companies. The way the system has worked since... Nixon turned over the keys to China. It's a bipartisan problem, and that's why the Republicans are not going to save you, especially the Republicans who were the Speaker of the House, like Paul Ryan, who had all of the opportunity to end the World Bank, to end the IMF money laundering scheme, and to change the trajectory of a failed United States and a rising China. And yet he did nothing. And now he's going to come on with his magic pants mitt and pretend to be a savior? By the way, Squirrel, how does it work with these Magic Pants people? When he's Jesus in the next planet, are we all going to be there, or is it only going to be the Magic Pants Mormons? I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. Joe in Elmwood Park. Joe? Hey, Sean. Jeff, yes. this is, uh, I was listening to the Main Street Media Mutants today, and they were bragging about Biden, 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 who was in Ukraine, and he's so brave because he went to Ukraine during wartime, and they were putting him on this pedestal. All he is is a banker that's making house calls for Zelensky the crook. Yep, you're exactly right. You're not going to get an argument out of me. And um, it was staged, like everything the scum Democrats do. It's all fake. All of it. In fact, we got the clip. Where's the clip? Here it is. The trip that President Biden took to Kiev, as many of you reported on, was uh, historic. It was brave. Many of you talked about how we heard the, the sirens wailing uh, in the background as the president was on the ground. Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev. It's a stage. The same thing Hillary Clinton. They lie through their teeth. And Joe Biden is a long has a long history of being a coward. Joe Biden is a coward, as most of these political whores are. That's why they don't work like me and you. They're cowards of corruption. Joe Biden's not a man. He's never been a man in his entire life. Did you ever see him walk? Did you ever see Joe Biden walk? It's pathetic. It's disgusting. It's, it's ridiculous. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Good, how are you, brother? Good. Listen, I got some information for you. Due to the high high inflation, you can now eat food that you dropped on the floor up to seven point three seconds, up from five seconds. Oh, I see. So we've we've extended that so you can uh, you can at least eat. I love all that. Thank you very much. Where's my walk like a man? Have a good night. Didn't I have that song? I had that song specifically cut for just such an occasion. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Sean, thanks for taking my call. 
Anytime. Now, I got to ask you a question about something with this booty gig, but let me set it up first. So last week he was talking about uh, there's too many, um, you know, white people in, uh, you know, doing construction work and everything. Like that. And then here he shows up on the scene over in Ohio with his uh, you know, village people. On. He's got his costume on. Yeah. Okay. And then what does he do? He blames it all on Trump. The, yeah. the whole issue is like, what the heck is going on? How, what, what, what's his, what was he blaming on Trump? What did Trump do? Well, he's consistent there, Craig. And what he did is he was president for a short respite. He gave us a little breathing room in our economy. And then when he wanted to get reelected, he conformed. I want you to think of this, Squirrel. Every time you see that drunk baby on grass called Joe Biden trying to walk. What, a, what an embarrassment to humanity. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest, very interesting. 23 years he worked in reporting. He also was a counterterrorism. He led the counterterrorism intelligence for... Texas Department of Public Safety and Intelligence Counterterrorism Division. He's a two-time National Press Club Award winner. He's got a new book out, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. His name is Todd Benzman. Todd, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. You know, Todd, um, coming from a once great city, now now a sewer, Chicago, and seeing what the strategy was, for the government supremacists to overrun and destroy the quality of life for for decent people. To me, this is just an extension, only it's federal style. Joe Biden and the Marxist mafia need these people to to use them as weapons against the freedoms, the money, the property rights of Americans. And I'm wondering, did you also come to that conclusion? Well, uh... For one thing, you know, Chicago is among the uh, growing list of cities that are declaring emergencies and demanding federal bailout money for this sort of thing. It's not this is not helping American cities uh, to have hundreds of thousands of uh, low skilled, low education, uh, non-English speaking people pouring over the border and into our beleaguered cities already. Uh, I can't imagine uh, that they uh, why why the administration wants to do that. Well, actually, I can imagine it. Uh, I don't know why they allow it to happen, but uh, I believe that it's a political consideration uh, to maintain their voting edge in national elections by having far left progressive liberal uh people vote for them and instead of sitting it out i know but yeah i agree with that and and these modern day marxists are con artists and what they need are more weapons against people's unalienable rights and the way that it works in chicago is they use the downtrodden they use the drug addicts they use even the criminals now 
as tools of redistribution. And it's for the sake of the many that the one needs to have his property stripped away, that it needs the quality of his life destroyed. And what happens is people get used to it, and they stop questioning it. And then they see that it pays well to be in on that kind of corruption. And then they're complacent, and they just want to be favored by the master. And this is the way you destroy Russia and turn it into the Soviet Union. It's the way you destroy Germany and turn it into the Nazi Third Reich. This, to me, is how you destroy Cuba. It's always about the downtrodden. It's always about the oppressed. And who is the bad guy is always the people who don't need government. And this works, and it's terrifying. But you as a counterintelligence expert, there's another problem. It seems to be the only supply chains that are never backed up are the ones of the Sinaloa cartel and the New Generation cartel. They seem to be winning. And I'm wondering, is it also because they can campaign contribute to the Democrats that make it an easy process for them as we declare sanctuary cities and whatnot? (laughs) Well, um, for sure, the Mexican cartels use their vast wealth to... Uh, by influence in Mexico, uh, we we have cases of of corruption along the Texas border too. Uh, you know, sheriffs and um, and uh, county commissioners and you name it, mayors, uh, police department, police chiefs, etc. Uh, Chicago happens to be a major intersection uh, for trafficking yeah. in cocaine and heroin from the border. So well, Chapo's got a few buildings in the south side, from what I understand, and we have a guy running for mayor whose kid is in a gang, knowingly in a gang, and he's going he's in, he's in the top five. I mean, it's 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 really bizarre world. And what my question for you is, in your opinion, are there enough good American people? Are there enough Democrats that used to be like Bill Clinton, who did the State of the Union speeches where he advocated for border security? Are there enough people that want America to be strong, or has this ideology of being the best corrupt third world country going to take hold? What do you think? Well, at the moment, the you know far left progressives and the Democrats uh, who allow them to get away with what they're getting away with uh, hold sway. Uh, we saw in the midterm elections that they were not terribly cut. Uh, they didn't lose a lot of blood in that. And uh, they're going to hold the course for another two years. They're not changing the policy down there. They're they're, met, they're they're messing around with the numbers and they're changing the way people enter, but not the number of people entering. Chicago is going to be uh, just as filled with illegals as yeah. they were before. Well, they advertised so, for them. I say it's great. I love the idea that the Texas governor, the Florida governor, and some other governors are taking the people who cross the border illegally, taking the people who, who, who practice in human trafficking, the coyotes, and they're shipping the people to the sanctuary cities. I think this is a wonderful idea, and I'm curious, you're down in Texas. Is it selling there, and does it work more towards my idea of seceding from these corrupt Democrat mafia-run hellholes? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, so for one thing, the... Um for one thing, the I think what the Texas and Florida governors did played pretty well in red states. You know, it was just sort of funny to a lot of people who uh, have been living with mass numbers, huge, real volumes, uh, uh, you know, people sleeping with guns under their pillows, uh, won't leave their houses without a weapon on the side, you know, that kind of thing. 
yeah. to um, see people in the far north, you know, in some of these precincts freak out when a busload shows up, like in Martha, Martha's Vineyard. Or I love like that. that. I mean, if you're going to be homeless, it's good to be homeless where the median home prices are $1.6 million. It's good. To, it's but, good for the beggars. And and in Chicago, I, I had to fly back. I, I live in Florida now, but I, I had to fly back in Chicago. I saw something that was astonishing. I have never seen bums so well dressed with clean shoes and clean jackets. Clearly, got here a couple of weeks ago, and they seem to be well taken care of. So I think that ultimately this will lead to a position where the only thing that's going to make people wake up is when terrorism rears its ugly head as you've witnessed throughout your life. And the reality is, as we implement our foreign policy of murder and mayhem and destruction, it's easy for terrorists to get over the, the border on the South, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we have had uh, 98 apprehended who were actually on the FBI's terrorism watch list already. When they crossed, we, we apprehended them in 2022. And in just the first few months of this year, there have been another 51 and you have to take those numbers in the context of gotaways, the number of people who got never got caught, never got detected. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, footprints in the sand, there's about a million and a half of those who uh, just poured in and got through Border Patrol without being caught. And you have to pretty, – I pretty, I pretty much would bet a paycheck or two that more FBI watch-listed uh, immigrants, illegal border jumpers, uh, who are on the watch list got <laughs> Here's my question to you, Todd. Laws don't mean anything in third world hellholes. They don't mean anything in Italy where the government is corrupt as the mafia. They don't mean anything if you're not going to implement them, if you don't have the will to. You've got the perfect storm where in Chicago you have these Marxist mafia corrupt prosecutors who've been paid to turn a blind eye. It's... it's in the face of the reality of the crime and the murder and the mayhem, the Democrats continue to win. So my question to you is, what, in your opinion, will happen to wake up the people in the country? Because we have 138,000 people who died in fentanyl in one year, double the amount of soldiers we lost in Vietnam in an eight-year, nine-year, ten-year conflict. And nobody gives a rip. No Democrats care. And the homelessness and the chaos and the... It, what event will happen to wake up America? And the reason I ask you this is I know your resume. And I know after September 11th, I know your, what you, you went on and to be reporting. And I'm wondering, have you ever seen complacency like this? No, not quite like this. I, I got to say, I was a reporter for 23 years, uh, you know, classically trained journalist and everything. And uh, this is probably the biggest story that I've seen happen to the United States in a very, very long time. And it's like being at a buffet feast and you're the only one there. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's an incredible story that nobody's covering. I mean, you know, I'd have to throw it back to you. I mean, I don't know what the Chicago Tribune is doing or the the, you know, the local press, but a lot of this is just a... They're trying to get jobs in the Chicago Public School Union. Um, and, and, and that's the part I, got, I get to, because what happens, in, and this is the benefit of talking to somebody from Chicago, from New York, from New Jersey, it becomes more advantageous for the people to be in the corruption than fight it back, because it is so systemic, there's nowhere to turn. And when that happens, the only conclusion I can come to is to move. 
The only conclusion I can come to when it comes to these strongholds where voter fraud and all the rest of it is accepted and in place and unquestioned is to cut them away. Because once you've tasted it, it's like it's like Joe Biden's son when he first smoked crack he can never turn back. Before you know it, you're in a hotel room with the hookers from Russia. And what, you, what happens is, as they've accepted this and live with it, you just have to cut ties with them. And, and I, I, I'd like to know how, how we can move forward with my secession plan, because I think if we could do Texas and all along the Gulf, all the way to Florida, we could have a country with energy and economy, the economies that are strong. And maybe in a few decades, we could buy back the rest of the country after they go bankrupt and have to admit it. What do you think? Well, you know, in Texas, you wouldn't be the first one to talk about secession in modern times. And actually, I think the Texas Constitution is one of the only ones that has a provision for it. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, this is going to this all comes down to uh, election cycles. And it, like I said, it didn't the midterms did not cut deeply enough uh, for change. But another two years will bring us another uh, four to seven million illegal immigrants over the border, uh, maybe for a total of, you know, 10 million. I, you know, we don't we can't really tell. But if nothing changes, uh, the country should should feel more pain, more obviously uh, that maybe they'll, uh, you know, they could be persuaded to vote for a Republican who will put an end to this thing. Yeah, that's my problem. As I have no no confidence in the in the uh, electoral either system. one in the electoral system. I don't. I don't. I mean, honestly, I believe they're selected, not elected. And you know, the 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 complacency by these Democrat run states and the acceptance of fraud, the same kind that you elected uh, Fetterman. I mean, come on, this is preposterous to me, and it doesn't even go questioned. I thought Joe Biden was preposterous, but then I see the implementation of his foreign policy and his immigration policy of sending our money to these third world hellholes south of the border. And you realize it becomes so big, you can't push it back. And how can you come to any conclusion other, other than it's intentional because it's within the chaos that the most money is stolen? And I'm wondering if in your book you, 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 you talk about the Biden policy of giving our money to what we know are corrupt El Salvador, to what we know is corrupt Venezuela, to what we know is corrupt Central and South America, let alone Mexico, who's, you know, the government doesn't represent the people. It's it's a, a liaison for the new generation cartel in the Sinaloas. So at a certain point, does law come into effect and somebody stand up and say, can you give money to third world countries? I didn't even know we could do that outside of the foreign policy agreements by Congress. Well, I I do write about the uh, American support, financial support to the United Nations, which uh, is actively redistributing that cash to immigrants all along the migrant trails down all the way into South America to help ensure that they are sustained and comfort enough comfort to be able to continue north. And I'm talking about like as uh, yeah, they got Brooks card. sneakers and New Balance. I didn't know they sold New Balance in El Salvador. Is there a big market there? I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> preposterous to me. Joe Biden T-shirts on. I mean, what do we need to do? And they're waving American flags and the rest of it. And here's the problem. I don't have a problem with immigration. Not at all. 
I think it would be wonderful if we could help the people who are victims and recognize that the fo- policies of their, of their nation destroy the quality of life and they come here for a better life. That's what, what this country is made of. But it doesn't seem that way to me. It feels like an intentional overrun of government supremacy. And these people are here to vote for the very socialism, the very Marxism, the very communism that destroyed the quality of their life in their own countries. And they just don't know it or refuse to admit it or are paid to implement it. That's what I think. What do you think? Well, you, you, can, you can't really overlook the fact that uh, the, the people that are behind this thing, that really uh, progressive left that is behind this thing, that it's not purely ideological. There's a constellation, a large one, of what I call the uh, migrant advocacy industrial complex that Ooh, like profits. That from mass migration crises like this. They make uh, hundreds of millions of dollars from federal contracts. And that money is is absolutely flowing like from a dozen fire hoses into that complex. And, you know, a lot of this has to be motivated like any other industry, any other lobby interest uh, to, to have a circumstance happen that they can, where they can profit. Yeah. And that profiteering is most definitely happening in this. So it's always about the money, huh, Todd? It's the same story. Well, I mean, I'm a cynical old journalist and like they always say, follow the money. But I mean, it, it is true that there is enormous profit uh, being made by, you know, all, not just, not just Catholic charities, but lots and lots of church groups, lots there of are. any group. Yep, there they are. So the greatest land company, the greatest REIT on the planet, Catholic Charities. I got another question for you, just two, and then I'll let you go. Um, does anybody ask these people why are they leaving their countries? After all, they have universal health care. Why do they leave all of these countries? They have health care provided by the government. Number one, and number two, when they come across the border, do they have to take their shoes off and put their bags on a thing to get it scanned, like I do at the airport? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> damn um, it. I, I, Listen, I spend a lot of time in uh, Latin America, South America, interviewing these immigrants, and I always ask them that. Uh, for two years now, I've been asking them that. And the answer is, well, we, we see that the door is open down there, yeah. and they're letting, us, they're letting us in. So we sold everything, borrowed money for smuggling, and figured we'd, we'd give it a whirl because the odds are fantastic that we're going to get in. <laughs> and improve our options. I mean, no, I'm I'm not kidding. They, no, I listen. I, I I do a food stamp. I have a, there's a there's kids on the internet these these welfare roaches, and they advertise about how much money they get in food stamps. And a family of four now gets like eleven hundred dollars. When the average family in this country spends a little under six hundred, you get twice as much on food stamps. So listen, it's the economic responsibility of you as a as a third world citizen to. Bring your family where the food is rich and the biggest problem among poor people is obesity. It's called America. In the meantime, I love the book. I went along with you. Thank you so much, Todd Benzman. And the book is Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History to be Continued by the Trump Vice President. I think that's the second title, isn't it, Todd? No? All right. Maybe for your next book. Yeah, maybe for for the sequel. (laughs) Thank you very much, Todd, for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Oh, much better time. 
much better time. You know, even the Carter years, how's he doing? Is he still hanging on like a guppy? Jimmy Carter's still alive? Still alive! It's impressive. Um, what will be the ultimate nail in Joe Biden's coffin? We have the most obvious corrupt political whore to ever hold any office, an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, failure at every aspect of our government, rewarding all of the bad players, penalizing all of the good ones. I think they just like it this way. Jack Garfield Ridge. Hello. Hey, Sean. Hey, Jack. You, you, you can hear me, right? I could hear you beautifully. Oh, oh, great. Uh, you hit on something I was thinking about when your guest was on. It's everybody's pouring through this border, and they are, and the, you know terrorists are coming, and the government's got to know. Why are we still taking our shoes and belts off 20 years after this idiot tried to light his shoe? Don't they review these policies? There's no common sense. I think it's because it justifies the billions of dollars for those guys who are built like the rest of the municipal workers in their Qaddafi costumes to have jobs. Because the reality is... You're used to it now. You don't question it anymore. And the things that you don't question, the things that you don't push back against, will always stay in power because government needs a money laundering scheme to build loyal votes. And there isn't a municipal worker in the city of Chicago that doesn't vote Democrat ever. And that's the, that's the well, system. And now you've got the TSA. Do you think they're going to vote against giving more money to the TSA? How many layers of bureaucracy do we have just on top of each other and on top of each other? Jack, if you add it up, the workers that receive their money from government spending, there's far more of them than there is me and you. Yeah, well, everything government does and convenience me and makes me broker. Let them have their TSA. Let me leave my shoes on. They x-ray you anyway. Yeah. You know, they just slow everything down, and it's just ridiculous. How I know old are you? How old are you, how old are you? I'm 65. All right, you got six more years. Then you could keep your shoes on when you go through the TSA. Look at that. Yeah, right. Well, I'll so, be in the wheelchair. I see first them guys, too. Listen, here's the thing about getting old and wearing a diaper. You can be president then. You don't even have to remember your kids' names. Thank you very much, Jack and Garfield Rich. Let's always look at the upside. And in the meantime... There is some upside, and I want to tell you what that is. A big development tonight. The Missouri Attorney General is calling for St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner to resign by noon tomorrow, or he will go to court to have her removed. Kim Gardner is Missouri's version of Kim Fox. All of this comes after a tragedy downtown that caused a Tennessee teenager to lose her legs. We have team coverage tonight with reporters in Tennessee, the Missouri Capitol, and in downtown St. Louis. Fox 2's Jeff Bernthal begins with a look at the latest pressure on Gardner to make changes or step aside. From the Missouri Capitol, the president of the Senate and the House Speaker are among the voices calling for Kim Gardner to resign. Now Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey vows to ask the courts to intervene if the circuit attorney does not step aside. Closer to home, Greater St. Louis, Inc., a powerful voice for area business leaders, released a statement reading, we need immediate action and calls some cases unforgivable. Now I know you wish to God this was happening in the formerly great Illinois, formerly great Chicago. I know you do, but there's hope because Missouri is going to push back and encourage it's contagious. And then ultimately, someone's going to dig into what we've been saying for years. This is a cabal of corruption. They're paid to fail. They're paid to release, really, the predators among the innocent. And that's who this government, that's who the Democrat mafia protects, the predators. And it's strategic. If 
we've covered the Soros effort to infiltrate yeah. these, uh, you know, these local prosecutors' races. And I just want to put up the number because you mentioned Soros, uh, Governor, the yes. number um, that he gave. Soros-backed super PACs total contribution was at least 190,750. Uh, um, that she has no regrets about the assistance from the super PAC. So that's a lot of cash for a St. Louis circuit attorney race, is it not? Fox News alert. Prosecutors in Missouri making a surprise announcement tonight. They are dropping the criminal charge filed against Republican Governor Eric Greitens. Listen, everything that happened to President Trump 2016-17 happened in Missouri. A false indictment caused a, a governor to resign, only to learn later that all the charges were made up. The witness said she dreamed up the allegation. We took down a governor with a false indictment. For more than a year now, a reporter in Washington, D.C. has been requesting text messages and emails between Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner and people of political influence, including billionaire political donor George Soros. See, that's what we need to do. I want to see the text messages between the husband beater Kim Fox and George Soros. I want to see all the text messages, and I want to know if there's any text messages from gang leaders. Ooh, I'd like to know that. Wouldn't you like to know that? I would. It can happen. Now, it's not going to happen with that fat bastard Pritzker in office. It's not going to happen with Kwame Raul. It's not going to happen with any of the Democrat mafia. But it could happen in different states. And at least you don't have to drive that far to get out of the sewer. Neil in LaGrange. What do you say, Sean? Two things. Yeah. Uh, number one, you, know, you kind of touched on it a little bit. You, do you see Kwame calling up Ken Fox and saying, hey, you've got till noon tomorrow to resign or I'm going to get rid of you? I and don't know two, Kwame, that, but I did bump into him when I was doing a John Cast, when he was doing doing his podcast. I was okay. invited to be there. And he was the next. I was on, and then I left, and Kwame Raul was standing there. Not a more Weasley-looking little scumbag. Yep. I mean, now, Weasel. isn't this? Weasel. Isn't this lady in uh, St. Louis the same one that brought oh. the charges yes. against that couple that defended themselves? And yes. then the governor had to come in and pardon. Isn't that the same chick She's that did that? She's exactly like Kim Fox. I don't think she beats up her husband, though. But he doesn't no, deserve it. But the, I don't know. But was, the, but was that the prosecutor that prosecuted that couple? Yes. That came out? Okay. Yes. All right. Same anyway, one who brought listen, the allegations uh, against the one. governor, and the Republican went away like a meek little lamb rather than fighting an injustice. So she's the same yes. one embroiled in scandal. And just like Kim Fox, she's paid to do it by the scumbag Fourth Reich member, George Soros. And it's, it's, through, it's a real shame. I heard to the, I heard to the grapevine, though, that um, this was at a basketball game, uh, you know, uh, my son's basketball game, that kind of somebody, you know, it's an insider that I heard that Fox is not going to run again. Oh, who cares? that's what we'll I heard. Just replace her with another George Soros yeah. asset. The main thing yeah, to remember is I mean, we're going to need somebody in a position of power to investigate what is this cabal of corruption and what has destroyed the quality of lives in these big cities because they're paid to let the predators run wild and run rampant because it's in the turmoil they steal more money because their answer will always be more money, more money, more money, more money. And that's it, rather than just enforcing the laws on the books. And then maybe, maybe, maybe somebody will look into why we started to give money to Ukraine under, under Barack Obama and how Ukraine was in financial turmoil and bailed out by the American people and who we bailed out, because it's the same guy. Modi and business tycoon Adani 
are close allies. Their fate is intertwined. Adani Enterprises tried to... No, no, that's not Darth Vader, Squirrel. That's George Soros. And just like Jimmy Carter, he's hanging on by his fingernails. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So you heard from Mitt Romney yesterday. We're going to move forward with the CO2 financial scheme. What does that look like? What does that look like in the future? Because that will be the adaptation of whoever runs for president. Unfortunately, they will squeeze out capitalists like Vivek. They will squeeze out capitalists like Trump. They will squeeze out capitalists like Ron DeSantis. I have no faith in the electoral system, but I do think there may be a Republican that has a chance, but it will be a Mitt Romney, Paul Ryan. It will be a scallywag scoundrel who wants to adapt to the the government supremacy. And that is what we are witnessing now. But it's still nice to dream. It's still nice to pretend we can elect somebody that isn't selected by the cabal of corruption. Your contributions. It means you believe the people who we elect to run the government are the ones who actually run the government, not a federal bureaucracy that grows like a national cancer that is now metastasizing to the private sector. It means that the best ideas win instead of getting censored. It means you don't have to choose between speaking your mind freely and putting food on the dinner table. It means you believe these ideals form the backbone of the greatest nation on earth. That the rest. So if you, you know, uh, I love that, right? And that's wonderful. But that's not how the system operates. In fact, you cannot even get rid of bureaucrats who are placed there who fail, whether it's Mayorkas or it's Buttigieg. Because this guy, if you can't get rid of Pete Buttigieg, you can't get rid of anybody in government. Sorry, Pete. Uh-huh. I just have a quick question. Uh, the American public doesn't seem to be very confident in your ability to do your job. Will you be resigning anytime soon? I'm not here for politics. I'm here to make sure the community can get what they need. Will you? No, 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 no. You are exactly there for politics. You've never done anything in your life. I understand your father was a Marxist oligarch, but you have never done anything in your life. And here you are, the transportation secretary. And if it isn't the supply chain where hundreds of ships were left afloat, if it isn't one screw up after the next, the baby formula, the food, the drug, what does take you down? It's not going to be character and it's not going to be dignity because you're in the allegiance of the ignorant failures who are still arrogant because of something, be it a degree or sexual proclivities. You're more in line with the teachers who are confident they know what's better for our kids than the parents who bore them. You're the problem. You're the Fourth Reich loser who pretends to be a winner. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. You don't have a master's degree in life. And the only way you can survive is in this system where what you produce is irrelevant to your job performance or your job compensation. You see, if we compensated people on what they produced, you wouldn't have a public school system that failed like this because what they produce is what you watch on the news every night. These are the only people who, the more they fail, the more power they have. 
Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for for the, the, the slow response, to the government's slow response? Do you have any apologies? Sure, I'm, I'm sure, sure, person. sure. So can, can, can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. What was his personal time off while there was a tragedy? See, here's how it works. These sloths these failures, they answer to us in, in, the, in the American system the way it is supposed to be. But instead, we keep promoting people because of who they have sex with or how good they are at it. Think of it then in the context of, like, I like to think about a lot of things in the context of a Venn diagram. I love Venn diagrams. Did you ever talk about Venn diagrams with Willie Brown? I think you did. Then again, you didn't have your clothes on. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Poverty. Seems like poverty won. There's never been more people in poverty in this country. There's never been more people on government sustenance. There's never been more people without homes. Never. And the trajectory doesn't look good at all. San Francisco, the city by the sea. California really was the Golden State when I arrived in the 70s. The streets of San Francisco were vibrant, free, and filled with hope. My beloved San Francisco has become known as ground zero for our nation's homelessness crisis. Things are worse now for the homeless than ever. San Franciscans have reached a tipping point. After 40 years of failed approaches to reverse homelessness here, these once hopeful streets are filled with despair and brokenness. And until we tackle this problem, this will be our narrative. There isn't enough drug treatment for everybody in the city. What are you doing with all this money that has been allotted to the city? Where's that going? So there's almost no development that anyone has a legal right to do in California. We have pitted the smallest differences against each other. You cannot arrest this issue away. You cannot arrest homelessness away. Nobody is doing anything transformational. Leaving people untreated is murder. We're throwing vast resources at this issue, and it just keeps going up. Really? We can't come up with anything better than that? Beyond Homeless, Finding Hope is an exploration of what's driving the homelessness crisis here in California and a look at alternative approaches around the country that offer hope with real solutions. Join us in changing the narrative of our nation's homelessness crisis. My next guest is the chairman and chief executive of the Independent Institute. She's also the director of the new do- that documentary, a new documentary, Beyond Homeless, Finding Hope. Her name is Mary Thoreau. Mary, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Sean. I'm great. How are you doing? Wonderful, but um, I'm old, Mary, but I do remember a much better time. <laughs> and I remember, you know, I played this clip about four or five months ago. I want you to hear this. How is it like being homeless in Portland? It's a piece of cake, really. I mean, that's why you probably got so many out here, because they feed you three meals a day. You don't have to do shit. 
but stay in your tent or party or if you smoke a lot of dope you can do that it's like you wake up you go eat a blanche get high go eat a blanche for lunch get high go eat dinner get high and that's all you do all day long every day so mary to me it's it's a twofold problem it's the character of a nation the character of the people in the nation and it's a government who profits because it incentivizes incentivizes bad behavior. And I'm curious to know, I didn't see your documentary, but I promise I'll watch it tonight. What is the, what is the, the, the problem? What is the solution? And how do you see it? Well, thank you. Um, that's certainly the, the clip you played. That certainly is part of the problem. Um, I just want to start by saying homelessness is very individualized. There are many, many reasons that people become homeless. I love and that. certainly uh, being being addicted to drugs is one of the reasons and, and is very serious and a large part of it. But there are other reasons as well. Um, yes, government. This is a government driven crisis. And unfortunately, as we learn in studying economics, is as much as individuals within government uh, may truly, truly want to help. The incentives that they face lead them to do the opposite of helping because the worse things get, the bigger budgets they get, the more power they get, the, the larger department they get, and so on. So it's, it's a very perverse uh, incentive system. So we have to reverse that, and um, what we propose is we reverse that by just getting this out of government. Um, we have to re- reform many government policies that are driving homelessness, but we really need to put the response uh, for people who are currently experiencing homelessness out of the government uh, sector and into the voluntary sector and the community where it belongs. You know, it's funny. I'm in the real estate business, and it's the mm-hmm. Rube Goldberg government entities that yeah. massively, massively drive up costs. And yeah. then their solutions are moronic and stupid. Bill Maher did a piece a couple of weeks ago about the situation in San Francisco and and the the position of public toilets and they came to the conclusion that one toilet was going to be 1.7 million dollars and a guy who was in the business said I'll donate the toilet I'll install it and they said okay that'll save 500,000 it's still 1.2 million in costs and licensing and all that and this is something that private people have to deal with and how did we get to this point they used to call it red tape, but it's really not red tape. It's layers of bribery and extortion. That's the way I see it. Yeah, well, it's quicksand. And at first they cause the problem, and then they claim that, that the only solution to it is the government to solve it. So they've created it. They've created a housing crisis by making it impossible to build housing. Um, and then they bemoan that there's no, quote, affordable housing available. So the solution is for the government to provide quote, affordable housing and affordable housing in San Francisco right now is costing $1.2 million per unit. So uh, it's just, it's a joke. And what happens is it's it's layer upon layer upon layer of really great sounding ideas. So in California, it probably started with our uh, environmental law, CEQA, with California Environmental Quality Act, um, which came in in the 80s and, you know, was well-meaning. Again, you're going to have an environmental review and make sure that everything we're doing doesn't harm the environment. Well, now CEQA 
is so ubiquitous that anybody can bring a CEQA uh, protest against any development that anybody proposes to do. They could do it anonymously. They can do it for no reason. They could do it for for frivolous reasons or for sometimes they're brought for extortion reasons. You know, yes. pay me off and I'll and I'll drop it and so on. Come on, Mary, so it I'm starts from with one thing. And yeah, it starts with one thing, and then you add something else. So you know, most re- the most recent thing we got added on is, you know, now every new house housing unit in in California has to have solar panels. Well, you know, that in and of itself is maybe ten or twenty thousand dollars, but it's ten or twenty thousand dollars on top of on top of on top of on top of, and then the the amount of time to try to get through. The approval process, the fact that anybody can can hold you up, can oppose you, has resulted in where we are in California now and increasingly across the country where we've, we've gone to centralized planning in every city. We've moved, it's funny, we've moved away from centralized planning on a national basis for the most part, but we've shifted completely to every city now is centrally planned. And the result is an unaffordable mess and and a a mess in which people can't build houses, can't start businesses, can't solve their own community's problems. So in every calamity, there's an opportunity. I really believe that. And we have an opportunity now to take people who saw themselves as virtuous, even though they were implementing the kind of virtue that Stalin and Castro implemented, and they were selling utopia, but the reality is what we live through, and the once great mm-hmm. city, and how it's a disaster. But in that, all of the politicians seem to have made a tremendous amount of money. They've all made a tremendous amount of money, and they all own real estate that is mostly vacant. I was reading that San Francisco, the biggest problem is not only the cost, the median cost of homes, but the tremendous amount of vacancies, because the people who own those are rich people who don't want to live where you have to walk to your car and worry about stepping in fecal. So you've got this happening. Do you think there is a call, enough awareness among the victims of these policies to push back against the open and notorious profiteering of poverty that so many politicians become very rich doing? Well, that's really what we've been uh, finding great success with our Beyond Homeless movement. And thank you so much for playing the trailer, and, and people can watch it at Beyond Homeless. Dot .org um it's short it's a 38 minute documentary and it talks not only about the problem but importantly the solution so we've been screening this film with neighborhood associations with civic groups with you know uh, all kinds of people around the city and frankly across the political spectrum and it really resonates with them because again it points out you know this is the dysfunction that's driving this but look it's it's solvable, and we showcase a place where it has been solved, um, and cast the vision that what's going on in San Francisco is not what has to be going on, and people are really getting activated. Um, as you know, there was a great exodus from California, especially over the last couple of years with the shutdowns and uh, the worsening homelessness and 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 crime and filth problem here. But what I found to people is the the people who could afford to leave and chose not to are are quite angry mm-hmm. and what I find very hopeful is they're not angry at the people who are living in the streets 
they recognize that those are people who need to be helped. Right. They're angry with the government, which has for 40 years told them, you know, pay increasing taxes, pass this bond, you know, give us more money, more power, and we'll take care of the problem. And instead, the problem keeps getting worse. The quality of life for everyone has been degraded. And it's it's being recognized. And I think that is a tremendous opportunity, Sean. You're exactly right. You know, Mary, you said something that's very important that hardly anybody ever says. These are very individual instances. These are very individual situations. Yet the poverty profiteers are always selling blanket solutions for individual problems. And I can't help but just be amazed at how many times it sells, how many people buy it. In Chicago, where I'm originally from, the thriving industries are pot dispensaries and gambling houses. And Mm -hmm. it reminds me of the Soviet Union when we would watch the, the, the videos and we were getting reports on the quality of life. They had no food. They had no clothes. They had virtually nothing, no heat and the rest of it. But they always had vodka. And is this enough for individual people, good people, to go to homeless people and say, you're being used as useful fools, useful idiots for the profiteers of, of poverty solutions who are the ones that live in the $1.6 million houses. And they're the, they're the ones that are always going to sell you those blanket solutions. Because I think if we could do that and not sell a blanket solution, we could maybe win. And do you think that that can happen still? I really do, and you're exactly right. So uh, the blanket solution for homelessness that came down from the Obama administration is is and remains current federal policy, and the state of California explicitly adopted it as their state policy, um, is called Housing First. And the they shifted 100% of federal funding from emergency shelters and transitional programs that were helping people into what's called permanent supportive housing, which is a misnomer because in reality, it's extremely expensive housing that does not have supportive services. Um, it's rooted in the theory that the cause of, homeless, of so-called homelessness, which is another term I hate, is mm-hmm. the fact that people don't have homes. So if you give them a home, you solve the problem. The problem is, as you, your clip at the beginning, and we learned talking to individuals, is the lack of a home is the, you know, the, the least of their problems. Yes. The reason they don't have a home is because you know, they had some kind of problem that that kept that made them lose the housing they had. Either they got into, they were using drugs and nobody wanted them living with them anymore, or they couldn't make rent because all their money was going into drugs, or they have a mental illness issue, and again are incapable of of maintaining an independent lifestyle, um, or they had an economic downturn and they need help in retraining or or whatever in order to be able to sustain. Um, an independent living. So if you just stick them into a room with no supportive services, well, they're inside, but they're still culturally homeless. And nine times out of 10, they're going to fall out, go back into the street because they're not, again, they lost their housing in the first place for a reason, and they're going to lose their housing again for a reason. So you're spending literally billions of dollars to house people, and housing them will never solve the problem. We're one of two countries. The CDC came out, I think it's no more than 10 days ago, 
with a staggering statistic that three in five young women contemplate suicide. We have the largest amount of teens, adults, everybody, regardless of income, on one form of antidepressant or another. We're one of only two countries that can Mm -hmm. advertise medication. Big Mm -hmm. Pharma wins no matter what. Mm Doctors mm-hmm. are incentivized to tell people the answer is a pill. We now, right before COVID, the largest settlement in history between a pharmaceutical company that told the society that opioids were not addictive. And the ramifications are what you see today. And when it came time to pay, who got the money? The fracking states, not the people. How do you fix a system that corrupt? Well, you expose it, um, and that's what Independent is dedicated to doing, is showing people what's going on. Um, the You know, the folk, so-called, have common sense. Uh, the problem is that, that uh, the elites are very good at pulling the wool over in their eyes, and and the media is complicit in their being able to do so. So you have to circumvent them. And things like our documentary are one way to do it, and other... Fortunately, there are direct direct means of communication now. We're not dependent wholly on the so-called mainstream media. Um, so you just have to you have to let people know about this, and they are incensed. Politicians are followers. I I hate it when people talk about political leaders because oh, they don't I'm the lead. leader. They're followers, <laughs> right? Yeah, for fifty dollars, so, uh, I get them need a banana and drop off a fruit salad. I can't stand these political whores. Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, what you're doing is very important, helping inform people. And then importantly, what what do I do with that information, right? Um, and ideally help uh, – we used to have very active civic organizations where people would get together and they take care of their community problems uh, at that level in an association, in a, in a rotary club, in a lodge, and whatever – and we've really broken uh, those kinds of associations and relationships, which is also a contributor to the despair that drives people to to dr- use drugs, to suicide, yes. and so on. Is we've we've removed purpose from life, we've removed meaning from life, and a large part of that is finding meaning in in relationships with others in developing important community relationships and working with other people and overcoming challenges. And you just drive so much satisfaction and feeling from helping uh, your community, your neighbors, and yes. being together. So we really have to work on restoring those uh, those organizations. And really the growth of government has been the single uh, biggest killer of those kinds of organizations that everybody used to be involved in, and we have yeah. to, to restore them and reconnect people in ways that are meaningful and not to, not social media. We have to get together in real social, you know, yeah. real social settings and doing meaningful things together. So I used to have a wonderful um, mentor who used to tell me, the one thing we know is that we don't know and always be optimistic. And that's what I feel when I talk to you. Mary Thoreau, thank you so much for... The documentary Beyond Homeless, Finding Hope. And where can the people go to support you again? Beyondhomeless.org. They can watch the documentary. Um, if they're so inclined to help us in our efforts to spread the word, there is a support us tab there, of course. And thank you so much, Sean, for helping us spread the word and for everything you're doing.
I thank you for making a dent because I love that you're pushing back against the poverty profiteers and the government supremacists. Thank you so much for what you're doing. I appreciate it. And you have, you're more than welcome. You come on anytime. All right. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson show where Democrats are always wrong. Republicans are seldom right. And politicians are never, ever to be trusted on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. You know, little Lori Lightfoot in her man costume. There's a reason when Netcat developers throw $5,000 a plate fundraisers and slum landlords fill her coffers with money because they're poverty profiteers and they like the system the way it is. There's money in it. There's big money in it. And what is Chicago doing? Now to a developing story. A city council committee got heated today as aldermen intensely questioned the Chicago Police Department about why police officers are not fired for being linked to right-wing extremist groups. Why isn't the Chicago councilman asking why slumlords for decades give little Lori Lightfoot in her male pattern baldness shaved into her head in her man costume tens of thousands of dollars? Why? Why don't they ask why when Netka developers throw $5,000 a plate fundraisers. Is it because they want to know where she buys her vests? I don't think it is. It's the culture of corruption that pays. It's poverty profiteering. And they like when the numbers go up. Jim in South Elgin. Well, uh, speaking of poverty going up in L.A., some more craziness speaking of California, the L.A. Council just passed a basically of a protection bill for tenants that were behind in their rent. There was to be some COVID deadlines coming due, so they passed a whole bunch of laws, including... Welcome to America, where the deadbeats make more money than the working people. That's right. Well, in fact, there, some of these, they might extend it to like till February 2024, and then also if somebody's uh-huh. evicted, you have to pay their moving expenses, even pay like one month of yeah. their rent and this sort of thing. It's not- you, know what the, you know what the eviction rule is in Florida? If you don't pay in 30 days, I throw you out on your ass. I put a cement block and tow your car, and you go away. That's why it's better to live here than there. That's how it works, Jim. That's how it works. But in Chicago, they're virtuous. They're a pillar of social justice. Charlotte Wojciechowski has more from City Hall. There's a lot of people listening to this feeling confused, enraged, heartbroken, because of the contradictions that we have heard today, particularly from CPD. The City Council's Public Safety Committee demanding answers today from the Chicago Police Department after its own Bureau of Internal Affairs, or BIA, determined that one officer had lied about his association with the Proud Boys extremist group. So the idea that BIA would say someone has has, has provided false statements. How many aldermen are affiliated with Black Lives Matter? You know, the group that actually burns garbage down? How about that? But aside from the freedom of assembly and the First Amendment and all the principles of being an American, aside from all that, how come they're not having meetings on the culture of corruption that is that sewer? How come they don't want to go back to the aldermen who receive bribes from slum landlords and Winnetka developers? Because, see, here's the plot, in case you're not paying attention. Those five million vacant square feet in what used to be the financial district, those buildings... Those commercial buildings that have an occupancy of 20%. The plan is to redevelop them with those developers in Winnetka, the scum and the scourge that they are. 
and the slum landlords who can then get the Section 8 housing money and do guts on ghoul. They want a Tony Resco, that whole area. And what's the penalty? Tony Resco's greasy son just bought land on North Avenue for, what, $12 million? Where'd the 27-year-old greasy, slimy rat get the money? Where? But we're not going to seek their termination, and we may well allow them to go and be a, a patrol officer if and when they return to service in CPD is a real concern. Super. That's a concern. But the tents, homeless camps, drug addicts, fecal in the streets, that's not a concern. And the homeless in the $15 billion golden goose of corruption O'Hare Airport, that's not a concern. I wonder why. I wonder why they make it easy to be a homeless roach. How is it like being homeless in Portland? It's a piece of cake, really. I mean, that's why you probably got so many out here, because they feed you three meals a day. You don't have to do shit but stay in your tent or party, or if you smoke a lot of dope, you can do that. It's like you wake up, you go eat a blanche, get high. Go eat a blanche for lunch, get high. Now, who owns owns the pot dispensaries? Who owns the pot dispensaries? Who owns the growing farms? Who? Political apparatchiks. That's who owns it. And you think they're interested in solving homelessness? They're not interested in solving it. They're interested in creating more of it. That's the system that pays. And that's why it will continue to go parabolic in Democrat-run sewers. So does it really matter who you elect for mayor? What's your version of corruption that you can tolerate? Is it the Greek guy who says he's going to make schools better, even though his entire reputation is built on a fraud? Or is it the open socialist who supports the ideology of that cost this country millions of people to fight it in wars? I don't know. I don't know. But something tells me there's a guy... Who's got a handle on it? His funds in the stock market, but failed. Adani is accused of stock manipulation, and his stock collapsed like a house of cards. <laughs> is this great? You tell me that you, you got that voice, right? Darth Vader, and you got this guy. And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree, artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, <clears throat> but also the metaverse. The metaverse, Klaus Schwab, homelessness, and then don't forget the money to come in to solve all the problems from the emergency. How's it really work, well? I know how. It has entirely crushed Haiti. Uh, in 2010, we had an earthquake that killed 315,000 people. That's really a deadly earthquake, and millions were left without shelter. President Obama named Bill Clinton as the one that should be in charge of the reconstruction of Haiti. And in that process, the Clinton Foundation, through U.S. taxpayers' money, and people giving money worldwide to the Clinton Foundation for relief effort to Haiti, contributed about 14.3 billion dollars we're talking about billion dollars okay and the haitian people has not seen not even two percent of that money it's like the poor people in the war on poverty the homeless people the drug addicts but don't worry they're here to take advantage of you morons again so today 
I am proud to announce that the Clinton Global Initiative, started by my husband, will work closely with SEWA and with our partners, the American India Foundation, the Adrian Arsht Rockefeller Foundation Resilience Center, the Desai Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, and the Algorand Foundation. All Marxist organizations. All of not have sexual relations with that woman. No, I know, Bill, and nobody blames you. In the meantime... How many people did you have sex with that benefited from loans from the World Bank? No state government will divert the money for election campaigns. This government alone, the local government alone, have received 212 billion at as May this year. Now, 212 billion as of May this year. That's from the World Bank to dictators around the world. The core challenges of our time. We are bringing the resources to the table Ooh, in significant resources. numbers. And if you compare what the United States is committing over the next three years to what any other country is committing, I think we stack up extremely favorably. Sure you do, you CIA shill. You fraud, you poverty profiteer, you war profiteer, you part of the problem, you roach Democrat. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Well, Bill Clinton was at least exciting. He had the energy to molest interns, and he had some better policies than the modern-day Democrat. All Americans... Not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. Now, ah, the good old days. Adam Poland. Hi, Adam. Uh, good evening, Mr. Thompson. I hope you can help me. All right. uh, I found out that when you are flying from Europe on tourist visas, specifically from Poland, you can't enter the United States without the proof of vaccination. For last two years, I was trying to find the answer for simple question, calling the senators, the two senators from the state of Illinois and few Congress people from the state of Illinois with simple question. The question is, what is the procedure on southern border in relation to the COVID? On 10 people who, which I called, eight hang up, one I think it was the Mr. Kinsinger, Kinsinger office that yeah. I am sure they have some procedure. And one, in one instance, they said, I will pass the question, which means I will pass the gas. I hope you can find the answer for the Help me and find the answer for this question. Because Adam, it's, we it's, look stupid. It's the kind of fascism you normally see in Europe. It's implemented here. It's the kind of stupidity. It's the kind of ignorance. It's the kind of demanding to bad, failed policies. And by the way, Adam, I don't care what it takes, brother. You go to Mexico City and you come in illegally because you don't take that shot unless you're absolutely held down and forced to because the ramifications of that shot are just starting to rear their head and i don't want to see you have it because you make a much better american than any chicago democrat i've ever heard so you get here one so way there, or is the no other. there is no procedure there is the procedure for people entering trying to enter on tourist visa but they don't have a procedure on southern border no do they have no. required the people to have a mask or vaccination proof when they are crossing because the river? in america 
the lawbreaker has the protection of the government versus the law abiding. I hate to tell you that, but that's the truth. Uh, and the proof of the pudding is the Sinaloa cartel doesn't pay income tax. Only you and I do. It came to the point that we, I, I am afraid of the government. Government should be afraid of us, but we are afraid of government. This came to this point in the United States. I never thought that it would be like this when I came here four years ago. Thank, Thank you God you're much. here because you are a better American than any Chicago Democrat. Thank you. Good night. Good night, my friend. That's an American. That's a benefit to us. But he follows the rules. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more, by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. Oh, Bill, Bill, Bill. You're wrong. And I still want to know what you went to Epstein Island for, but I will say this. You were a far better Democrat, a far better president than anybody in your party. This new one. I don't know if you're paying attention, but boy, oh boy. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. Man, oh man. You know that Bill Clinton thought Joe Biden was an idiot for decades. It's true. Everybody did, except the new Democrat. The good news is I want you to feel good about your countrymen, because 81 million people did not vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden stole the election with the help of very specific Democrat Marxist hellholes. Under duress when a city official forced him to resign without any legal representation there. He says Khan has not stepped down from his post on the city council, but the sheriff's office says there is a long list of evidence that shows Khan violated the public's trust. A Lodi city councilman cuffed as the city's mayor makes a bold statement about Shakir Khan on social media. And I had the opportunity to speak with him here at the county jail and ask for his resignation effective immediately. But Khan's attorney, Alan Sawyer, tells CBS 13 his client was coerced into resigning without council present. He maintains Khan has recanted and is still on the job. In my mind, that it influenced the outcome of this election. The San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office arrested the 33-year-old on eight counts of voter fraud after they say a search warrant at his home uncovered dozens of sealed and completed mail-in ballots from the 2020 election. Authorities say that's when they found irregularities in the voter rolls. There were 232 people registered to vote with an address um, to our local prisons. There were 4,144 people uh, that were 90 years old and older. One councilman, 4,400 illegal ballots. Georgia, we now know over 20,000 illegal ballots. Just get it over with. Remove this wrinkled ass old man and reinstall Trump. I'll be back in 21 hours to make sure that happens. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.